Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Let's do a little uh, stock up, stock down for the uh, the final week of the, uh, the regular season. Uh, my stock up this week are the, uh, the the two safeties, Reed and Thornhill. Okay. They played their best combined game. Yeah. Justin Reed had a... Had Reed a, was really good. Had yeah. a sack, had a terrific pass defended against the uh, the tight end, Darren Waller. Mm-hmm. Uh, Juan Thornhill had an interception. I thought combined, the, the, the two safeties may have played their, their best game collectively of the year. Yeah, so, I think Reed you're and right. Thornhill are my stock ups this week. This was, this was the one game where you, you looked at Justin Reed and you went, all right, that's what I expected out of Justin Reed. He's been solid all year, but he hasn't made, like, the big-time play or anything like that. I thought on Saturday he had the big-time play. Like, that sack that he had was like, oh, my God, that's like the fat kid looking at free candy and not knowing which way to go and then just grabbing it all. And that's kind of what he did. Like, that was a fun play. So it's good to see Justin Reed kind of accelerating and raising his level of play as we head to the postseason. For me, it was all three phases coming together and playing complimentary football together at the right time heading into the playoffs. Uh, stock up big time on all three phases. You bought the whole, the, full, the whole fund. Yeah. yeah. The whole stock fund. Like, the give whole me that stock whole fund. fund I'm putting it all in. All right. You know, this is the way you want to go into the playoffs with that fresh in your memory that, damn, we just dominated a whole game from start to finish and really – didn't have any uh, mess ups. Yeah, you know, you and I are sharing a brain because for me, stock up goes to everyone on that team, maybe with the exception of MVS. But the stock up goes towards everybody because they did exactly what we wanted them to do. They played their perfect game on Saturday, and it was the perfect time to play the perfect game going into the regular season and the season that matters, right? We just got done with all the preseason games. Now it's time to go to the games that matter, and that was the perfect preseason finale tune-up that I think all of us were looking for. So stock up everybody right now at Arrowhead. Stock down a little difficult because everybody played well in the last game. If there is a stock down for me, it is MVS. I want to see some contested catches. I I agree. That one where people were like complaining he didn't get a pass interference, he was lazy on that play. If he goes up for that ball, they throw the pass interference battle. I feel like I don't have the faith he's going to win a battle in that regard. Going to make a play when he's open, going to get open, going to get over the top. That's cool. Mm Mm-hmm contested I don't know I'd throw him the ball yeah I, I don't think I would either right he, he doesn't appear to be a guy that's going to go up there and fight for your right to grab the ball yeah I think we're in agreement there MVS all the way you yeah. know he just doesn't battle for the ball and, and unless you hit him directly in the hands there's probably an 85% chance he's not going to catch the ball. Now, it's a good thing Patrick Mahomes has, has such great accuracy that he's able to hit him most of the time right in the hands because if it's a little off, you guys are absolutely right. 
I don't see a gentleman who's willing to go the extra mile to go out there and get a football. Stock down for me? You guys already took MVS, so I'm going with no one! Nobody has stock down this week what? because of the way that they played rolling in to the postseason. The stock down one was a very difficult exercise this week because everybody played great, right? Like the, everybody did their job. Everybody excelled. Everybody had fun. Like, I just don't really have a stock down this week. And so that's why I'm going with no one once you guys, you know, mentioned MVS. And going into the postseason, MVS has got to step up his game, right? He's got to play better for the Chiefs. He's got to go up there and fight for those contested balls. Even if you're not going to get the, 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 the football, go up there and battle for it because chances are in this league, if you make any effort to catch a football, they're throwing the flag on the defense. So you've got to be aggressive. You've got to go up there and high point that ball. You've got to go up there and attack the pigskin, at least get a freaking penalty out of the deal. I, I don't know. Maybe mine's a season long one because I'm still going back to that one interception that ticked me off. Like, <laughs> like I felt like Patrick threw it up and he didn't grab it. Right. You yeah. Pick in the end yeah zone. That was early in the year. That's in the yeah. end zone. Yeah. You high point that ball. You got a touchdown. We win that game. That if yeah. there's if there's contact and there's, you know, contest can uh, contested plays with the defensive backs. I I don't know if he's winning. He he kind of is like you know, I don't know, like a lot of us. Like if it's not perfect conditions, I ain't going outside today. I'll just stay inside. Like and that's kind of is with MVS. If the ball wasn't thrown perfect, eh, I'm not interested. But I'd slant him all day and I'd run over that. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, get in the football. I'm great with it. Yeah, he's he's good great when he catches it. it. Yeah. yeah. Great. With I, it. I go back to uh, we had somebody at the beginning of the season. I guess who used to work here, but is now in Milwaukee or is from Green Bay. I forgot who it was, but he said MVS is the back of his football card. Yeah. You know when we were excited. Oh, okay. Patrick's got another target, somebody he can go to, stretch the field. And he said, yeah, he's the back of his football card. Yeah, That's yeah. what you're going to get. And that's what you are, though. I mean, like, you, you see athletes over the course of time, you really are the back of your football card or the back of your baseball card. Can we go stock down on the ref to through the phantom holding call on Creed Humphrey on Ring Around the Rosie Snow Globe, Death, the uh, Circle of Death? Yeah, see, that's them trying to make the Chiefs not win a game. Yeah. See, if I'm Patrick, I go over to the ref before those type of plays and kind of silently walk over, hey, hey, this is going to be off the hook. Don't call no BS. You know, just give him yeah. a nudge. This Something is, crazy. This is legal. We check. So Something yeah. crazy is yeah. coming. Keep the flag in your pocket. Yeah. There's a little stock up, stock down uh, this week. The, uh, the College Football Hall of Fame announced its latest class. And our guy Derek Johnson's. Yeah, he's pretty yeah. happy. I talked to him yesterday after the show about it. He's pretty excited about it, man. It's a big honor, right? It's hard to get into the College Football Hall of Fame. I think like one of the rules is like you have to be a two-time All-American or something like that to get in. Like it's not like just waltzing in, you know? You've got to actually do something to get into this Hall of Fame. And so Derek deserves it, man. He was a great player at the University of Texas. And to make it even cooler, and, and he's excited about this too, getting to go in with Eric Berry as as well, his former teammate here in Kansas City. And Eric Berry, as we know, before Eric Berry was diagnosed with cancer, was a phenomenal player, was an unbelievable football player. And then his life took a turn, and he focused on what mattered more, and that was his health and being you know, and, uh, just a human being and not a football player. And I, I don't begrudge him at all for taking that route. And so both of those guys going into the Hall of Fame, man, really, really cool. It goes to show you how much talent, too, at times that we've had here in Kansas City that didn't get the opportunity to go out and play for championships. Like DJ and Eric Berry, 
Could you imagine those guys in their prime on this team right now? Ooh. Could you imagine DJ and Bolton together out there on the field? Like nobody would get past them. Nobody would get past those guys. Eric Berry playing safety. As much as we like what Justin Reed is doing right now, we like Tyron Matthew. Eric Berry's better than both of those guys put together. It's not even a question when he was in his prime. Could you imagine prime Eric Berry and prime DJ on this team right now, how good they would be? Oh, my God. I'd take it. You'd take it, right? Yeah. yeah, yeah. You'd absolutely take it. I was kind of thinking about those two guys you yesterday. You would have, uh, you know, dopes out there disparaging the defense. Right. Right? Yeah, exactly. I'm sure I haven't. I, I, you know, there's a national there's a national guy out there that's lamenting the Chiefs won't win it because of the, because of their yeah, defense. Yeah, 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 I'm sure. That's I, right. Pick pick a guy. Right. I'm sure there's there's one of them that's going to David be, Pollock because he's on the screen right no, now. Not David Pollock. He's too, he's too busy uh, uh, cheer, cheerleading for Georgia. Are they still talking yeah. about that game on ESPN? Why haven't they moved well, from they, that? They, they carried it. Well, so right. what? It was sixty five to seven. Ain't nobody cares. Um, but I but no, I I think those two guys in their prime. I would love to see them on this team right now. And I was thinking like yesterday, like if you could if you could bring those guys back and put them in like the Mount Rushmore of I wish they would have rings, guys, DJ and Eric Berry are on top of that list. I think Jamal's probably on that list as well. You know, you'd like to see Jamal be part of that and, and Tamba as well. Tamba. I take Tamba off the edge right yeah. now. Tamba off a, the edge right as now. As a little playoff, a little, little playoff uh, yeah. trade deadline move. <laughs> right, right. Any yeah. Anyone else that you, you you would love to see on this team right now from the past? And I'm talking like the modern era, like, you know, like from Todd Haley era on, like 2010 on. Uh, Mike Sweeney. Yeah. Mike Sweeney would be, would be really good. I would like to see on that one, list. Actually. I do. I, I'm with you. I, yeah. I, I am with yeah. you on that. But no, I mean, I, I just I just really think like having those two guys could you imagine if this team with prime eb prime dj prime tamba and prime jamal on this team just those four guys that didn't play that long ago but those four guys in their prime on this team pretty good they wouldn't ever lose a game pretty good i mean they wouldn't ever lose a game man my goodness just think about of the last 15 years roughly which guys would you put on this team that would make a huge difference? I think those are the four guys that would be just incredible difference makers on this team. And people would look at the Chiefs and go, oh, there's just no way. There's no way. You got Tamba off the edge. You've got DJ and Bolton in the middle. You got EB and, you know, Thornhill at the back end. You've got Jamal in the backfield healthy, getting you six yards a carry. Good Lord. I don't know if I can go and look Pacheco and McKinnon in the eye and tell them I'm taking any snaps right about now. I could. I I, I could. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, we got this guy Jamal Charles in his prime that was just given to us. Yeah. I, I think we're going to be okay. You, we're going to use him. We can use the Spurs. We're not going to overdo it yeah. with him. Yeah. And, and you're 100%. 100%. Why overdo it with him? Now you've got Jamal in the mix. You've got Pacheco in the mix. You've got McKinnon in the mix. Now you've got yourself a three-headed monster back there. Maybe Ronald Jones gets a little bit of action, but those four no, guys actually, in their prime would change this team. Ronald Jones, you're not, you're not good not with Ronald Jones. No, no, I'm fine with Ronald Jones. He just wouldn't. no. I mean, on that and that grouping, yeah, he wouldn't. Not, he wouldn't be active. Which one doesn't no, belong? No, yeah. Here are four running backs. Which one does he not belong? Wouldn't, right? he wouldn't, he'd have a hard time being active. Yeah, but I mean, my goodness, man, it would be it would be really really fun to watch those four guys play. Some people coming in from the text line, uh, Jared Allen, too too far removed for me. I'm saying like the last 15 years. Years here in Kansas City. Prime Mitchell Schwartz would be a really good one. Well done on the text line, man. That's a brilliant one right there. Love that one. Um, let's see who else. Henry Lake. Uh, uh, let's see. Uh, <laughs> Justin Houston's coming in a lot. He almost had a million dollar bonus this year. He was like a half sack short of what he needed to get. I can't believe he's still out there playing well. 
He is. He is. Yeah, no, I thought he was completely washed when he left here. He has not been. He has not been. No. But I think it was time. You know, sometimes it's just the timing is like yes, a time to go on. I think on. it was yeah. – he was – I know we don't have to revisit history, but at 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 that time he was one of the locker room leaders and they were changing over leadership. Right. Essentially. Yeah, essentially. Yeah. Exactly what they were yeah. doing. They were changing yeah. over everything on the defensive side. Yeah. Coaches, players, everybody. See you later. You're all out the door. Yeah. He had too big a voice to probably still have yeah. there. Even though he was a good, really good player, mm-hmm. uh, you can weigh in at nine one three five eight six seven six ten. Bob has a tremendous ask for the uh, for the NFL. We'll get to that next. Fesco in the morning. One of the greatest duos. Brought to you by Rayner Garage Doors of Kansas City. LiftMaster has patented MyQ technology. It's no wonder LiftMaster is the number one professionally installed garage door opener. Find us at RaynerKC.com. 610 Sports Radio. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress-them-on-the-third-date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. NFL playoff coverage brought to you by Twin Peaks. Eats, drinks, scenic views. Can I read something from the text line? Because I was on the same wavelength with uh, one of our guys this morning at the 816. Tom Brady's going to the Super Bowl, right? Like he's going to retire after this year. I'm not kidding. I was driving yesterday and they were talking about the matchups of Tom Brady playing Dallas or whatever. And I'm like, it, it's almost set up for Tom Brady to have, like they're beating the Cowboys, right? Yeah, they're beating the Cowboys. They're beating the Cowboys, no further, right? Absolutely. Right? The Cowboys suck. I think they're going no further. And McCarthy will be bounced this time next week, right? Because yeah, they play yeah. that Monday night playoff game. Yeah, Dallas is going to wait about Sean Payton. Mm-hmm. And yeah, McCarthy loses, they'll bounce him. Yeah, they'll bounce him, and then they'll yeah, probably. I think end up Tommy wins Sean one Payton. game. You do. I think. I think yeah. he does too. But I, I was thinking about it yesterday. I'm like, oh my god, they're setting this thing up for an eight and nine Tampa team to get. Like that's how. There was a guy that I really respect and enjoy listening to that declared the the, uh, Buccaneers dead a couple of years ago, and they went on and won the Super Bowl. And I'm thinking like eight and nine right now, everybody's writing them off. Is this another year where Tom Brady goes out there and they go, nope. oh my God, an eight and nope. nine team. You will not see this team in the Super Bowl, Bob. Uh, they're in. <laughs> <laughs> they are in. There you have it, oh, I folks. Love it. That's, that's that, right up there with my Geno Smith. That was one of my greatest misses. That was, that was just 
Looking back, pretty glorious. Yeah, it really I was. Declared them dead. But you didn't miss the, with Geno Smith after the uh, after the first meeting with the Chiefs. Yeah. You will not see this team again. Yeah, Whoops. yeah, we did. No, um, I, I don't. I don't. I, I don't think the Bucks are. The Bucks just aren't very good. Um, but I think. This that's feels what like you said a couple of years ago. <laughs> Damn it. Here we go. Put them down. No, Bucks, Bucks, oh, my goodness. I, I got to beat the Cowboys. I yeah. do, too. I think everybody's going to have that, right? Yeah, like, McCarthy it, gets fired as soon as the game's over. As soon as over. the game's over, and right? Then, yeah. Then. I mean, they got beat by the commodes the other day with the division on the line. Right. With their starters in, and they yeah. looked like trash. I mean, you got beat by the commodes in the last game of the season when you got the division on the line. You can't come back as a head football Pretty coach. Gross. And Pretty then you're gross. gonna lose to an eight and nine team. They're sending Dallas on the road on a Monday night. Like, what do you do you do you like the Monday I didn't like the Monday night playoff game last year because it was a turd, first of all. We had to watch Kyler Murray and the Rams, which e- even on a Sunday afternoon has no no appeal whatsoever. Like Arizona v LA, that doesn't really have a lot of appeal. Now this one could be good because it's Tom Brady versus Dallas. Could be we could be in for it. But like if I'd be if, more engaged if it was an AFC game, but yeah. Yeah, probably I mean, it's been it's been the NFC the last two years years right yeah, the only I, two I years definitely watch an AFC game but. yeah and it because it matters for us but yeah. I, I think you know with this Monday night game if you're a player too like that you got to turn around and then play six days later like I know the NFL doesn't care about fairness and all that kind of stuff they just care about putting their games on TV but if you're a team in the postseason and you get that Monday night game and you win and then you got to play turn around and play potentially on Saturday right or even on Sunday and the other team played on Saturday or Sunday. They have a whole extra day of rest and not traveling. I mean, it's a big advantage, I think, for the team that doesn't play in that Monday night game as the Rams went on and won the Super Bowl last year, he says. <laughs> no, but I think I, I, I think it goes chalk, don't you? I mean... I don't know. Every time I think it's going to go chalk, it doesn't. So then I think Bucks go to Philly and get beat. Because I, I don't think it does, because I think the Giants do beat the Vikings. And, and I got a friend of mine who's a Vikings fan, Viking Jim, because he's a Viking fan, and his name's Jim, so we call him that. And and him and I have been talking Vi, uh, Vikings-Giants for 20 years, right? And he goes, every time these two teams meet, something weird happens. And the Giants lost on an overtime field goal on Christmas Eve to the Vikings, a 61-yard field goal they lost to. So they can go toe-to-toe with the Vikings. I think the Giants win that game. Which would be fine, I guess, and that then the storyline could still be um, Tommy's facing Brock again. And, you know, will Tommy go to San Francisco to be the quarterback next year? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You'd have yeah, yeah, yeah. the storyline either way. Right. If they go see the the one or the uh, or the two. Mm-hmm. But, no, I think they I think they're one, one, one win and – Done in game two. Yeah, but I, I I definitely think they're beating the Dallas Cowboys, man. I was thinking just about that yesterday. I'm like, yeah, Tampa's winning this one. All right, if I didn't enunciate enough, you have an ask. An ask. What do you mean enunciate enough? Apparently, uh, I did Bob didn't. has a tremendous ask. What? See, he cut that off. <laughs> ask. <laughs> Several people texted in and were curious as to what I said heading into the break. Uh-huh. I said Bob has a tremendous ask with a K on the end of it. Mm-hmm. Jerky jerks. <laughs> don't be, don't be, don't be editing that. B Dub, record yourself going and just t- tagging <laughs> yeah, on yeah. the end, please. <laughs> Bob has a tremendous ass. Yeah. <laughs> I would have said is if that was the case. Come on now, people. You know that. Wow. Um, I don't know that I can go on. That was really good. Are uh, you, Bob you has a but, tremendous ass. <laughs> Stop. <laughs> 
Um, yeah, I do. And I don't think it's a tremendous ask. I think it's... <laughs> <laughs> I, I I think it's I, I even I even texted this to a high ranking official in the league yesterday. Didn't get a response. I'm not surprised. But I, I don't I don't think I don't think I said, look, here's my free unsolicited advice for the day. I think the Bills and Chiefs need to get together and say, you know what? Screw this neutral site crap, man. Let's just flip a coin. And whoever wins gets the home game. Because whether you play in Buffalo or Kansas City, the game is going to be off the chain, right? It, the atmosphere is going to be insane. Both fan bases, and I get goosebumps thinking about these fan bases because they're so special, right? That Buffalo fan base, that stadium, that environment, Kansas City, they're our fans, our environment. Into it. You're not going to find two more passionate into it, just get drunk and jump through fire fan bases like we have in Kansas City and Buffalo, right? I'm the, the 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 one of the best parts about the Chiefs and Bills being on top are the fans. Are the fans, right? I mean, you saw the Rams, that sucks. Nobody cares. Dallas, meh. All all these posh places, nobody really cares. The fans aren't into it. Kansas City and Buffalo, Green Bay is in that mix as well. You have these environments that are just special, man. Like there's not a lot of special environments left in sports, right? You got Kansas City. You got Allen Fieldhouse. You got Cameron. You got Fenway. You got Wrigley. You got Arrowhead. You got Green Bay. You got Buffalo. That's less than 10 that I just named off the top of my head of special venues that are still around in sports because they're all these beautiful palaces like you were in on Saturday out in Las Vegas, which everybody loves, but it doesn't lend itself to being that passionate, light the table on fire, pound Jaeger in the parking lot, cook meat with no shirt on and go into the game and cheer atmosphere that we have in Kansas City and they have in Buffalo. So since the precedent was set last week with the flipping of the coin to determine home field advantage, why don't the Chiefs and Bills just get together and say, like, this is where Andy Reid calls his guy, Sean McDermott, and says, hey, psst, let's do this. Instead of playing this thing in a stale environment in Las Vegas, why don't we just flip a coin for it? And one of us gets to have the opportunity to have a home game, regardless of where it is. Because as you know, Sean, whether we get it or you get it, the environment's going to be insane. It's going to be awesome. Do we really want to take that away from one of our fan bases and move? Like, if they move it to Las Unfortunately, Vegas. Yes, they will, because both teams will. The problem is the two fan bases are so great, they'll travel to wherever the game is. You're going to have a great atmosphere, even at a neutral site. Do you think so, yeah. though? You yes. do? You do? Buffalo people are going to come. See, Chiefs, that's the what... Chiefs invaded Las Vegas last weekend. But, like, that, it was, was, but that was crazy. planned. You could plan ahead for that. Yeah, you know, no, this that, is... They won't have a problem. I, I don't know, man. I, I just they don't, won't have I, a problem. I, I just don't, I don't think it's going to be in, that way. I don't know if they're going to put it in Vegas. I, th- I, think, I think they'll try to find a a somewhere in between. But they, Andy's already bounced out, right? So they're done. Correct. So you've got least scoring that. Pittsburgh. You've got Cleveland. I'm saying they'll 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 put it somewhere. Both fan bases can get there. I think I think it'll be a great atmosphere. And then neither neither franchise has to tell their team they can't their their fans they can't go. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like you can go. It's now it's a free for all. Go. Yeah, get but tickets. it's just I, I think right now if you put that game in Las Vegas, you're you're outpricing a lot of your fans, man. You really are. And 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 it, it's expensive to go out there. It's expensive to go anywhere right now, and and everybody start oh, to pinch I, I'm not, pennies. I'm not and, telling you. Know. I'm not saying it's not a bad ask. Yeah, because it's a bad ask. I don't think they care about that ask. Jeez, you people. 
I think it's but, a great idea. But and you know how much they, goodwill these fan bases I, would get? Like we no, could all get together on. There's this. no short, but there's no shortage of people that are going to go. That's the thing. I think wherever you put it, it's going to sell out. <sighs> Man, I, I don't know what it's going to be like. It just I think these, it depends these on where two you teams, put it. You're going to do it. Like Nashville, maybe if you, you could had, put it. If you had some other game, I, I could say, eh, maybe not. They're not going to go. But Chiefs fans are going to go wherever it's at. <sighs> I just, Bills I, fans are going to go wherever it's at. I just I I think it's a tough ask. Now I can't even say it the proper way <laughs> for for your fans. And and I think the the goodwill like if the if the Chiefs and Bills get together and even just to release like hey we asked for a coin flip we and I don't even know way. if they're gonna get together. What do you mean? I'm not ruling out Cincinnati. Oh, I'm not either. Yeah, I'm not ruling out Miami. I, I think I'm the Bengals are coming here. Yeah, and. You're gonna get your revenge on last year's on last AFC year's championship. championship game. Could could very well do that. You 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 may be right about that, but I I just the, think the, it, we don't even have to worry about the the scenario. If we are gonna do this neutral site thing though, and and they are gonna find a spot for it, it can't be Las Vegas. It just that, that's nowhere near anybody. If it's Bills and Chiefs in the championship game, which is the only way it can be played at a neutral site, you have got to find a venue close to both of us. What if the Vikings do lose this weekend? Well, I'm, I'm, I'm okay with Minnesota. It's an easy drive for, I, I'm just, I'm more concerned that they're going to go to LA or Vegas or someplace that doesn't resonate with anybody. And when you have bills and chiefs playing in think, a championship game, the fan bases are what really makes these two teams. Special. I'd like to think they wouldn't do that because they don't want to. I mean, a lot of this was based on inconvenience. You know, mm-hmm. we don't inconvenience anybody. Yeah. We didn't want to inconvenience the Bills by not allowing them to have a, a home, you know, so you went neutral site. I, I got to think they're pushing east. You think so? Yeah. I, I would hope so. Have you heard anything? Has there been some scuttlebutt or anything like that? But if you're pushing east, I mean. I mean, Indy made the most sense. Made sense. But once they bounced, that's like why Indy I started thinking, and, you know what? And Detroit, and they got something at their venue, too. Right. Just Houston, I don't know. Um, you know. Houston, I mean, it's. I don't know. I, I want to see this game in one of our environments, and I think both teams should just get together and flip a coin and say, doesn't matter, man. We want to play in Kansas City or Buffalo. Let's do this. It's just going to be better for the game. We chat with uh, Pete Sweeney of Arrowhead Pride, our 610 Sports Radio Chiefs Insider, drops by for his weekly visit next. Uh, Bob has a tremendous ask. Yeah, I do, and I don't think it's a tremendous ask. Fesco in the morning, brought to you by Rayner Garage Doors of Kansas City. LiftMaster has patented MyQ technology. It's no wonder LiftMaster is the number one professionally installed garage door opener. Find us at RaynerKC.com. Don't miss former Chiefs linebacker Derek Johnson every Monday at 7.30, 610 Sports Radio. Who's calling? I think it might be Pete. Time for our weekly chat with Pete Sweeney of Arrowhead Pride. It's all brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook, America's number one sportsbook and the official sportsbook of 610 Sports Radio. And Pete, we were talking about the AFC neutral site championship game. And and my suggestion is the Bills and Chiefs should just get together and say, screw this. We're flipping a coin. Whoever wins it gets the game. It's going to be a better atmosphere than some neutral site game that they can predict. I will say that I feel like that's a more fair 
coin flip than what they're going to ask Cincinnati and Baltimore. To oh do. God, yes, yeah, you know yeah, I mean? yeah, like, yeah, this yeah, would yeah. Be a more legitimate reason to have right. a coin flip but to the, me. But, I, yeah. I agree. Yeah, I totally agree. And I, I think you know that being my idea, and then somebody from the text line chimed in, and this is great. Josh and I are like, I love this idea. <laughs> Guy goes, "What about playing it at Michigan or Ohio State? One hundred ten thousand Chiefs and Bills awesome. fans there. That would be outstanding." What do you think of my idea of the Chiefs and Bills just getting together and saying, "Screw the neutral site. Let's flip a coin and play at one of our great venues in front of our great fan bases." Well, I, I think to an extent, Josh Allen probably has a little bit of, of coin PTSD in, in a way. Sure. So I'm not sure that they, they would agree on, on that side, but it would be, be interesting. I mean, it would be the, the most watched coin flip uh, maybe that we've ever seen yeah, in the history it, of television. It, it would, um, but don't, I, don't you think, though, like the game is better when it's played in front of like a Kansas City fan base or a Buffalo fan base? Like people on TV. I don't think there's any debate of that. Yeah, right. Part of the reason the NFL loves Kansas that. City is because of the crowd, <laughs> right? You, I mean, winning an AFC championship in your home venue or an NFC championship in your home venue is something really, really special. I told the story last week about, you know, watching the Giants win in 86 and Jim Burt's in the stands in his uniform, hugging people and drinking beers. And like, you don't get that stuff at neutral sites. You don't get that interaction with the fan. And if if it's the Bills or the Chiefs that represent the AFC in the Super Bowl this year, you know what those fan bases are like. America needs to see the scene at either Arrowhead or in Buffalo when one of those teams wins the championship. I think that would be ideal, and I, I think that's every, what everyone wanted. This is just, you know, and what the end of owners ended up coming up with, with with the 24 votes. I I think having Arrowhead be that place is still very possible. You know, I I had mentioned that when they came out with the plans that the Bills had to win three games in a row. Uh, had they not had those two miraculous kickoff returns, I'm not sure how much you guys watched that, that Bills-Patriots mm-hmm. game, but had they, had they not had those two miraculous kickoff returns, uh, the Patriots might have won that game. You and pronounced scripted kickoff returns wrong. <laughs> I know that. I know that we're we're watching Miami this week, and I think a big part of them potentially pulling off an upset here is whether or not the quarterback plays. So that'll be a, a storyline to watch this week because I think if Tua were to play in that game and it wasn't K State or Skylar Thompson, you know, I think it's a lot closer than people realize. Just considering those are two division teams too, like there's a lot of reasons Chiefs fans this week are looking at the possible opponents and we're, are saying. Well, you know what? Maybe not the Chargers would be nice. You know, that's the same thing with the Bills, and, and that's so long as 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 Tua plays. I I'm with you. I wish it was at one of these venues, whether it be Buffalo or Kansas City. But I I'll I'll be honest. I am curious to see what a neutral site, almost like we saw last night before the game completely uh, went awry, mm-hmm. um, would be of having Bills and Chiefs fans in the same venue with so much to play for. I I feel like there's going to be a little college to it. I'm not saying it's the perfect solution, but I certainly am in, intrigued. Yeah, and I, I'd make sure you you had uh, you had to declare your your fandom as well, so we can have like half and half of the stadium. The problem is we to... both wear red. Like <laughs> the Bills fans have they, to wear blue. That they day. won't do that. It'll be pockets <laughs> of people all over the place. But I'd love yeah. you know, like in the college aspect, you know, you you, you kind of have the separation, so you see where everybody's sitting. It wouldn't be the it won't be the case for for an NFL game, right, Pete? Yeah, I don't. I I doubt if they could do half and half, but I. Who knows? This is new ground. So maybe they they would say, okay, this is the Bills side of the stadium. This is the Chiefs side of the stadium. Buy tickets on this side, and and I think it would be one of the more unique, fun 
NFL venues, NFL games ever, just because you have both the fan bases in, in town. Yeah, see, I, you're thinking like a corporate suit, and so I'm going to end this interview right now and move <laughs> which on. Is, yeah. Which is why Pete's uh, nailing this, because right. this, this is exactly how it's going to go down, unfortunately, because that's that's who's making decisions. Yeah, I, yeah. and you know what? I, I think it'll it's a, it's, a, it's, a, it's a special year, and, it, and it's not – I don't think anyone wanted this situation. You know, I, I think that's a part of it that we forget when we're – uh, going back and forth. I mean, I'm sure there's an aspect to this that Buffalo feels like they uh, were, were screwed in a way just because, you know, just because they, I think, made the right decision to pull the teams off the field. But then all of a sudden, um, you know, if had there been able to wait uh, to make up that game, which I think they probably would have if this had occurred in the middle of the year, uh, then you would have had a control to, to get it in Buffalo yourself. And so no perfect solution. This is what they came up with. And, and I try to keep reminding people, you know, two more game results, Three more, really, if, the, if you consider the Chiefs have to win. Three more game results have to happen before we're mm-hmm. considering a neutral side. So I think that's just something to keep in mind. Pete, who do you, who would you like to see the Chiefs face? And is it the same thing as who you think the Chiefs will be facing? I think, I think you'd love to be seeing them play the Dolphins because that would mean, A, you got home field and probably the, the, the team that you, you, could, you could beat. Uh, the easiest, I, I think, if Patrick Mahomes is up against two or one of these backup quarterbacks, you, you feel in pretty good shape. And I think you also get that that satisfaction of beating Tyree Kill after he chirped for, it seems like, the entire year after leaving the Chiefs like they were an ex-girlfriend. I, I think that would just be a fun little game, and, you know, you knock the Bills out. Um, I tend to think they're going to play the Jaguars. I, I know that everyone's just assuming the Chargers are going to go on the road um, and win, but I, I kind of feel like the AFC's going to go scratch when it comes to the seating this weekend where you get to the other side of it and, and it's it's likely Chiefs uh, and Jags and then they'll play the winner of what would be the Bills and the Bengals. Okay, so why do you think the Jags are going to win? Because they won earlier in the year against this team or because Doug Peterson is so much smarter and a better coach than whoever that guy is with the Chargers? <laughs> well, they're home uh, and I, I, you know, not to say that the, the Jacksonville rivals Kansas City or New England for home field advantage, but I, I think Having the Chargers have to to travel across three time zones is certainly an advantage. I mean, three hours is a it's a it's quite a a trip. And I, I also think that they are they're better than the record indicates. Uh, I know that everyone was watching this last game um, and they didn't play as well, and that's true. Um, but largely at the last stretch of the season, they were playing well. Uh, and the big thing for me was the emergence of Trevor Lawrence, whereas his numbers weren't there yet this year. I think they will be next year just because of what I kind of saw at the end here. Um, And he didn't have a good game against the Titans. The Titans defense is stingy, though. They usually have a pretty good plan. Um, I I tend to think he bounces back in this game. And right now, I believe the spread is a coin flip uh, as we're talking. I believe I saw the one, and I I just tend to think um, I like the home team in that situation, and I think the Jags just played better than their their record indicates. I didn't know if Bob would be okay with you saying coin flip again. I wasn't sure. Shaking, shaking yeah, I don't want to. I don't want to go back to the the coin flip conversation. But uh, yeah, I believe each team has a has a good chance to win this game. And I, I just, you know, I think in those situations we just assume that the Chargers, because they're a hotter name and a name that we're used to, is going to win. Whereas I think the Jaguars are quietly doing something down there. The going back to this past weekend, I feel like got the game everybody needed. Fans needed to see. Uh, all three phases play well. And frankly, talking to some of the guys in that locker room after the game, Pete, I'm not so sure the team didn't need to see all three phases play well heading into the postseason. Yeah, no, it, this this was very important, I think, for uh, A, all of us um, who watch these games and, and follow this team to 
to breathe a, a sigh of relief. And I, I think B for the, for the players themselves to see it. And I, I think the big message that I, I keep kind of believing in, in, in what I'm writing and what I'm talking to you guys about is, man, if this team plays turnover free football, it's like impossible to beat that. Impossible. Um, impossible. It, it's it is. And, and I'm glad and, you said that because I've been banging the drum on that for a couple of weeks now. Just eliminate the turnovers and people are like the defense isn't do-. like nobody wants to ever blame the offense and Patrick Mahomes making mistakes like it's like it's like verboten. You can't say that. But if they just protect the football, Pete, they're going to blow everybody out. Yeah, they're, they're, they're too talented. Uh, and, and, you know, I, I think when you're playing a lesser team like the Raiders, you're right. A, a blowout's possible. Now, when you get to this point, and I probably less against the Jags, but you know, you're assuming it goes scratch, and you get to the AFC title game, beat against the Bengals or the Bills, like that's key. Uh, you know, you're not turnover-free football will lead to a win. I, I have no doubt about that. Might not be a blowout, and you might only be able to to turn over over once or none. Or, or no, I said none, but or none because if you turn over once, this team is so good uh, that they'll be able to take advantage of it. So I just think it's clean. Clean, mistake-free football, and I, I just tend to think I, I just have a hard time. If you tell me the Chiefs over the next two games are not going to turn the football over, I would be stunned if they weren't in the Super Bowl. Yeah. That, that's just how I, I I'm with you. Nunce is a sports word. Nunce is a good word, It's a too. sports word. Yeah, I do like that. Yeah, yeah, take that win with you. Yeah, yeah. How yeah. many times did the Chiefs turn the ball over against the Raiders? Nunce. They didn't. Nunce. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> um, would you call this the most satisfying regular season of the Patrick Mahomes era? Because I am. Yeah, it has to be. And I, I think it's uh, – it's a. It, it was important for for this year, uh, I think, to to get back right because everyone assumed and all the the talking heads nationally were saying that uh, they weren't going to be able to do it. Everyone had a different pick for the AFC West. Um, very hot to say the Chiefs were going to get knocked off, and then they really performed well. They won a little differently, but the yardage was still there. The wins were still there. I, I just thought the offense continued to to tick, uh, and you didn't need Tyreek Hill, and I think that's important not only for this version of the team, but it's going to come in time and place. And I'm not saying it's via trade where you're not going to have Travis Kelsey on this team anymore. And I, and I think by saying goodbye to Tyreek Hill and you guys not in a, in a way skipping a beat, I think is important for when that happens. And when he is with the new cast of characters, like we, and I, I think rightfully so, um, I, I know that he has to win a few more Super Bowls here, but we rightfully compare uh, Patrick Mahomes to Tom Brady and his run starting in the early 2000s because just of how talented he is uh, and the promise there. Uh, Tom Brady had a lot of different versions of his, his cast of characters, and I think this is the first sign that so long as you have Patrick Mahomes, the weapons that he's working with matter matter way less than, mm-hmm. than the guy. Uh, and this is that first sign of it. Yeah, I mean, I've been saying that for a while now. If you, if you think Patrick Mahomes is Tom Brady, don't worry about the weapons. And this was the year, you know, with the exception of our quote-unquote Gronk and Kelsey, the weapons were completely different, and they were better, just as good. Nobody missed a beat. I mean, that that shows, like, I thought a big year for Patrick Mahomes to, to have and for everybody to look around and go, holy crap, this guy really is good. Like, I think a lot of people were like, oh, I don't know, Tyree Kill makes him good and all this nonsense. And then you see him go out there and do this without Tyree Kill. And I think for all the doubting Thomases of the world, this is the season where if you already didn't have Patrick Mahomes as the greatest in the league right now and the best player in this league, you have to put him up there in that Tom Brady category and go, it doesn't matter who his weapons are, he's still going to win. Yeah, and I, I think every quarterback needs a dynamic weapon. Um, I might have felt a little 
a bit differently about the year, how they had somehow lost Hill and Kelsey, but Kelsey sure. was Mr. Reliable again for them this year. Juju really emerged to me as somebody that Patrick Mahomes is trust. And now you get to the end of it. And I, I think watching this game and hearing Lewis Riddick uh, just gush about Kadarius Tony, that's important. And, and that's important because Lewis Riddick is essentially because he's so close to Brett Beach, Brett Beach, analyzing the game um, because these guys date back all the way to their Eagles days. They chat all the time. They were certainly were chatting. I'm sure a bunch ahead of this game uh, that the chiefs played against the, the Raiders on Saturday. And when Lewis Riddick goes to say, you know, the GM believes that, that this could be the best receiver the chiefs have in a couple weeks, that's real. And I, I just, I think so long as Kadarius Tony can stay healthy right. and you're talking about right now, right away, the Chiefs have now a legitimate wide receiver again. I mean, very. we're in Chapter 1 of the Mahomes-Kadarius connection. Uh, but just considering that you have four years left, or I should say three years left in the contract, a fifth-year option because he is a first-rounder, this is, is someone, if, if they can stay healthy, maybe a two, you know, go-to guy for, for Patrick Mahomes. I, again, the health has been a question, mm -hmm. but if he can stay healthy, I think you're looking at a 1,000-yard receiver in 2023, and, and you're already seeing – the impact he can have in the playoffs right now. Yeah, that's the big thing, though, if he can stay healthy, because that's they're, been his biggest they're thing. They're doing yeah. some sneaky stuff, too. This John Ross move, I'm like, okay, yeah, yeah, I'm yeah, intrigued John by Ross. that. I mean, I am the, intrigued, yeah. Uh, was it Justin Ross, the one that had the foot injury? Yep. Like, if he could get, Wasn't like, that the guy with the neck injury from you're, Clemson? You're doing, yeah, but I think it, then it didn't morph into a foot. Oh, I don't know, right? did it? Okay. On the foot, the last one. But anyway, they're doing all these kind of, like, sneaky, like, upside, mm -hmm. always tinkering with little offensive things behind the scenes, which I kind of like. Yeah, I mean, you're, you're in a situation right now where I think you hope to get Juju back. Maybe you hope to get McColl back. But the roster next year, it includes Marquez Valdez-Scantling, Canarius Tony, Sky Moore, and the aforementioned Justin Ross. And so this is a, the Chiefs, again, doing what they did last year in throwing a lot uh, against the wall and having a lot of guys, uh, you know, in the building over the offseason, see who retains the offense, and then, you know, maybe one of these guys turns into a Justin Watson for you. I know that not everyone loves Justin Watson recently with some of these drops, but he did have six and seven yards the other day. And he became a really important player for the Chiefs, and he was cheap. And he was like yeah. one, if you remember at this time, as they were building their 90-man for the next year, last year, he was one of a lot of receivers. We're like, this is a, who, who's going to emerge out of here? Uh, and Watson got it done, um, and it's going to be a heavy competition for that fifth or sixth spot, whatever it ends up being, depending on if you can get Juju or McColl back. But uh, I, I think this is just Brett Feach doing his due diligence. And you know, once the once the regular season is over, you can start building your 90-man for next year. So uh, the Chiefs are three wins away from another championship, but here they are getting ready to try to win their third in a way, which yeah. is, uh, uh, again, what the, what the staff has to do. And that's what you do as a general manager. You're constantly looking to make your team better. There, there's no time to sit around and let the paint drive. You see a guy, you go out there and get him. Uh, before we let you go, are you as disappointed as we were in the lame Black Monday that we saw yesterday? Not much movement on the coaching front. Well, I... Yeah, here in Kansas City, we're just disappointed we we haven't seen permission after EB at this point. Now I'm. I mean, he's interviewed with everybody I, already. I mean, what I more know, do they need to know, know about I EB? Just, I know. I just I, I'm hoping to see more more of of that. I, you know, here in Kansas City, I, I think the uh, enemy. It's he's overdue to get some kind of opportunity, and I I continue to be curious about you know if he weren't going to get a, another job this year I, I don't you know I wonder what the chief staff looks like next year too because it impacts you here as well and just 
so I'd, I'd love to see the enemy getting some more action. Um, I, I think there there are teams out there that are are a little desperate um, when it comes to trying to reestablish a a, a new culture. And I, I just tend to think the enemy would be good at that. Uh, you know, I see Arizona just starting completely over. Um, you know, I'd, I'd love a situation like that for him more so than maybe Denver, which is an absolute mess. Not Kyler Murray couldn't handle EB yelling at him. Unless, come on. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, 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 no chance. No chance that Kyler Murray responds to that. That's, that's a fair critique of my argument there. That's for sure. Do you think EB's back if he doesn't get a head coaching job? I've said this before. I don't think so. I don't either. Um, I would tend to think it would be a mutual parting, some kind of verbiage there. I, I think this was kind of one last, let's let's try to do it one more time and, and see what happens at the end of this. Uh, I don't know what happens here. Uh, I, I think the Chiefs are probably just focused on the next couple of weeks here, next four or five weeks. Uh, you know, hope, we're all hoping in Kansas City that it lasts that long, and then uh, they'll have those those conversations. But that's why, you know, I'd like to, if it's not going to be in Kansas City next year, EB's great. I mean, I'd, I'd love to see him get an opportunity. Pete, enjoy football from the couch this weekend. Yeah, it should be fun. You too. See you guys. Take Pete, care. Pete Sweeney of Arrowhead Pride, our 610 Sports Radio Chiefs Insider. Yes, and it's all brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook, America's number one sportsbook and the official sportsbook of 610 Sports Radio. It I is. just found a stat that I want to share with you, and I don't want to do it off the air. I want to get your reaction okay. Okay. on the Very air, good. and it will sum up why a certain franchise is always ass. <laughs> Ask. I mean, no, I think I think you were right this time. Right. This is true. And also, it's time to get this done. I'm guilty of it as well. We'll get to it next. Fesco in the morning, brought to you by Rayner Garage Doors of Kansas City. LiftMaster has patented MyQ technology. It's no wonder LiftMaster is the number one professionally installed garage door opener. Find us at RaynerKC.com. Hear from Chiefs Radio Network color analyst Danon Hughes Tuesday at 8:30 on your official broadcast partner of the Chiefs, 610 Sports Radio. Back in on a Tuesday, along with Bob Fesco, I'm Josh Klingler, Brian Williams, B-Dub producing. Did you get a blend jet for Christmas? That commercial's everywhere. That commercial's ridiculous. I don't think anybody ever thought they needed a blender with a USB port on it. And then so they show the guy like in the blending car. in his car. <laughs> people are already texting and driving enough. We Anybody don't need people out there blending. Listening, uh, blending while they're listening. You on making the way your in? smoothie? 913 586 Let us know. <laughs> All right. So I got this. Uh, I got the stat that I saw this morning. And, and this is going to explain 100% why a team is bad. If you ever wonder, and, and I've said this numerous times on the air. I even mentioned it yesterday. If you wonder why an organization is bad, it's not their coaches, it's not their general managers, it's ownership. And, and, and organizations suck and stink from the head down, right? If you are a bad organization, you have a bad owner. If you are a good organization, you have a good owner. It's pretty clear, right? And so I saw this this morning, and this is a great stat. The Arizona Cardinals, bad organization, right? Yeah, they're they're giving input to Kyler Murray on their next head coach. Right. Yeah. Bad idea. Really a bad yeah, idea, yeah, yeah. right? Like Kyler yeah. Murray should have no input on the team meal, let alone who the next head no. coach is going to be. Uh-uh. Um, the Cardinals yeah, he can't handle EB. No, God no. The Cardinals have never had a coach last more than six years in the history of their organization. They've been around 103 years. Oh my goodness, six? Yes, six. They've never had a coach last so more than six seasons. Who's their longest tenure coach? Is Arians? I don't know that he was there that long. Probably wasn't. Uh, I mean, was I'm gonna, I'm going to guess. I'm just going to guess, oh. and I'm going to go with um, Gene Stallings. But I could be wrong about that too. 
because I know Gene was in St. Louis and then took the team to Arizona. I'm going to guess Gene Stallings. Mm. I don't know many other Cardinal coaches along the way, but that's why the Cardinals are a bad organization. They're not a bad organization because of their coach or their GM. They're a bad organization because of ownership. And when you're owning a team for 103 years like this family has, and you've never had a coach last more than six years, well, you're doing it wrong. And and that's why teams stink. They don't stink because of coaches. They stink because they're managed poorly, and they don't have good leadership and good owners. Ken Wisenhunt was five. Five years last year. Arians was four. Okay, yeah. See, Arians wasn't even close to the six um, years. It's going to be a name Tobin that nobody was knows. Four. Tobin lasted four years. Dean Stallings was only three. Oh, wow. I well, thought 86 to 89. Yeah. So it's 58 games. I was looking at games. Okay. They don't have a coach that's been there over 100 games. No. They had a guy that's got 70. Who's that? Games coached 70. Charlie Winner. Who? Well, he's a winner. How many years was he there? Charlie Winner. Doesn't say how many years. 66 to 70. So that's not six. Yeah. It's probably going to be some guy that coached them when they were in Chicago. Well, this is the whole. Thing I thought. I mean, they've just taken Route 66 straight west. Legitimately, Chicago, St. Louis, Phoenix. They just follow Route 66 and keep on going, man. Dennis Green, how long was he there? He wasn't there six years. Well, 2004, 2006. So three, yeah. three seasons? Yeah. Three seasons. I'm sorry, three seasons, yeah. So I guess I guess the answer would be Ken Wisenhunt. 96 games. 96 games yeah. is the longest tenured coach. Five, uh, 07, 012, so six seasons. Oh, my right? God. That's insane. Right? Yeah. I think you're right about Ken Wisenhunt. Right. Huh. Wow. Yeah, that's that didn't really that's a that's a short tenure. Isn't it? Isn't mm-hmm. it? Like mm-hmm. like and, and and that's the other thing too, when when you know these organizations are looking to hire coaches, you've got to give these guys an, an opportunity to kind of grow their program and get their feet wet. And I, I saw this on the text line and I totally agree with it. And it was because of the instant gratification society in which we live. Coaches are tasked with coming in and winning the Super Bowl that first year, and if they don't, then everybody wants them but to be if, fired and moved on. But right? if they don't look capable, you bounce. You bounce, yeah. Which I think that I think the Denver Broncos obviously did the right thing with Nathaniel Hackett. They bounced out of that. They got rid of a coach that wasn't doing the right thing. And I think also too, it was probably time to move on from Kingsbury. That thing's been a disaster. They had to fire two coaches this year for off the field incidents. Do you realize that? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Two coaches were fired because they couldn't behave off the field this year. And then they went four and 13 on the field. Their quarterback is, is not good. He was supposed to be developed under cliff Kingsbury. Hasn't really developed into anything special. Their GM ended up resigning, so that thing's a mess. He needed to go, but again, as ownership, are you giving the tools necessary for your team to be competitive and to be a good organization? And judging by no coaches lasted more than six years and 103 years of a franchise, that tells me maybe ownership needs to look in the mirror and change what they're doing and giving their team the resources to go out there and have that kind of success. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.